Hey guys, welcome back to the channel. It's Denise Salcedo here again today. And I am super excited because our guest today, you've seen her on Lucha Underground. You've seen her on Impact Wrestling. Today we have the very lovely Melissa Santos. Hi, Melissa. Hi, how are you? Thank I'm you so good. Me. Hey, what's up, guys? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because I've been wanting to do this interview with you for such a long time, and I can't believe it's finally happening, but happening in a way where the world has completely changed. Yeah, we're at a full stop, so I think every time we wanted to do something, something was like, okay, I'm going to come in, I'm going to come in, and something would come up, and now I'm like, okay, well, I'm home, so I might as well like take advantage of you know doing it now. I'm, I have nowhere to go, so you caught me. Exactly. It's kind of, it's, it's just, it's so interesting though. So how have you been spending this like time at home? How has it felt, especially considering that you and your family are very busy? The first two weeks, uh, I mean, I was okay. Like I think it, um, they officially quarantined us. Um, I think like the 11th, right of March. So I right. the first two weeks I was, what was it? The ninth? It was the 11th when the NBA called off all the games, and then I think LA the 15th. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And that's when we were like, oh, this is serious. Like, NBA is canceled, like, indefinitely or until further notice. We were like, wow. So, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I think that was, like, probably the first moment that I'm like, that I was like, wow, this is this is really getting serious um, because that that's a big deal, right? So, um, but, yeah, I think the first two weeks it was kind of more like shock. Um, I I was more, I was relaxing a bit more, not saying that I'm not relaxed. I'm almost too relaxed at this point, but it was almost, I don't want to say it was a, like a vacation, but I, I, I felt like, okay, let me just chill a little bit. I'm not going to overreact. Um, this is going to go away quick. I'm always so optimistic. Um, and, uh, it's still happening. So, um, my optimism only got so far. I'm still, you know, in a good place, like mentally. Um, but I, I feel like the first couple of weeks I was like, I went from, okay, it's going to be fine. I'm just going to relax a little bit. We're going to get back to normal too. Oh man. And we've been doing this for a while. Um, and I think I've, I've hit, um, I've had certain days where it was, uh, kind of like, I just want to just be like in kind of like a slump. I've had slumps where I'm like, man, I because it's more like I get cabin fever. You know? So I get like kind of sad. I can't go anywhere. You want to go somewhere and you just can't. And um, I'm a home, I'm still a homebody. I'm very much a homebody. However, there are a couple places I like to go to. <laughs> I like places I enjoy going to and I can't even do that now. So <laughs> I think, um, you know, the first two weeks, it was kind of, okay. Um, just kind of trying to figure out what was going on. Um, and then after that, um, you know, it's been kind of up and down. Some days I'm awesome. And like, you know, because I have more to do too, because I'm still doing, I'm working on projects that hopefully, you know, when we get back to the real world, we can start. Um, but in the other days where, you know, it's nothing is really happening and I'm not used to that. Even on days when um, I didn't have like a full schedule, I was still out, I was still training, I was still, you know, just hustling and I, I there's, everything's shut down. So it's weird. Yeah, it's really, it's really weird. And um, but I'm still, you know, I'm, I, I want to say 90% of the time I'm good. Um, our daughter's at home. That changed the game. She's just turned two years old in January. Um, but we had her in daycare already. So it's like a daycare preschool. And she had her structure. We'd get up. Um, she's at school at like 730. We're picking her up, you know, five, five, six o'clock in, in the evening. And so she's there all day structured and I'm able to work. 
um, without a toddler having a meltdown. Uh, <laughs> now it's different. I'm trying to get things done. If Brian, Brian's doing rehabilitation for his biceps. So if he's doing rehab, which he is right now, and I have something to do, oh man, it's like a, it's a juggling act. It's like, I'm like, I'm watching her right now as I'm doing this. You guys have to like balance it out. Like, oh, Hey, yeah. I had my, you had your time today. Now let me have my time today. Yes, it's absolutely. That's what it's like. It's like you trade off. So, okay. So what are you doing today? And, and we were used to doing that for the first like year and a half to two years of her life where we're balancing these days, um, to, to, you know, to get our stuff done. Um, but once I was like full force, cause I hate to say, I never really stopped, but I still had to dial back because I was with her most of the time. Um, so that was also, you know, probably one of the reasons why it was even more difficult to go interview with you because she wasn't fully in daycare. Um, but when she, when she was in daycare, I was like so happy and everything was just flowing differently. She was flowing differently. Super strong. Have, we, we have a really good kid. She's really good. She has toddler meltdowns, but overall she's like a really good kid. And she was even better while she was structured. Kids need that. Um, and I feel like we do too. So yeah. And it's only natural. Like, I feel like it's natural. The fact that some days we feel like perfectly fine. And then the next days it gets a little scary and you might feel a little down and it's new, not going out to your favorite three places or whatever they may be. It, it's just, it, it's, it's scary to call it the new normal. I don't want to refer to it as the new normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Thinking that It's almost like accepting, right? That this yeah. Um, you know, I think it's temporary, normal, a temporary place. Um, I hope so. I really hope so. And it's funny because I wanted to ask you because given all of this, um, it's really affecting the wrestling world. And as somebody who who's always out there doing shows, etc., is it weird just like not going out and having you know like a bar wrestling show to do or something like? That? It sucks. It really sucks. And. Uh, I really hope, uh, this doesn't last, you know, much longer because a lot of indie companies are going to suffer and the indie scene is so, it's, it's amazing. It's doing great. It's so many, I, I mean, if you're an indie work, if you're just a wrestler in general, there's almost always a show that you can be a part of, whether it's indie, I mean, just, just, there's so much wrestling and now I mean, it's so quiet and I feel, and I feel like the people that don't have a contract with the company and they're not signed with a, a, a major company, they're suffering the most. And a lot of times it's our independent like wrestlers, right? Um, and a lot of them choose to be independent for many reasons. I know, you know, personal friends of mine that they're, they've been wrestling for a long time, but they should, they choose to be like per date because they don't want to be in a contract because they do so well in the indies. And that's scary to think that they're going to be suffering because where are they going? Who are they? There's no, there's nobody's performing. And I think, you know, we're, and I don't know how the, the group uh, show situation is right now. Right. So I don't know how many people can congregate. I know in California, they're, that they're, they're structuring where they're going to start slowly allowing like 50 people supposedly because California is right. really good. Like we, yes, we, I'm so we thankful. Yeah. We stayed inside like, okay, guys, quarantine and we quarantine. It's awesome. But, um, you know, New York wasn't as lucky, but we're also a commuters like uh, uh, state where people are in their cars all the time. It's not like we're in subways and uh, right. we were a little bit more far apart. Absolutely. We don't, it's not like in, in New York, 
every time I go to New York and then you're, you're walking around Times Square, you're like bumping into people. People are, and if you're slow, you're getting ran over by a person. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you're that's getting, definitely true. And there's really no place here like that. Yeah. What like, is it? I said here, there's no place that you, no. know, you really go that you're bumping. I mean, unless you're like, I don't know, at an, an, a sporting event or a concert, that's yeah. really not going to happen. Absolutely. So it is different, but I think, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see, hopefully, uh, hopefully slowly certain states are able to, um, you know, uh, pass like loosen restrictions once, you know, if everyone just kind of follows directions, I, it's really weird. I, I want their, I'd like in my perfect world would be like a balance. Like if we all could like wear masks and like practice social distancing or do things and maybe just kind of modify things so we can slowly get back. So people aren't suffering as much. I mean, I would like that. Um, but then again, you, we, this virus is so new um, and we get information, all new information all the time. Every time we go every on day, every day. So you don't, you don't really know. I just like, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that hopefully, you know, this, we can kind of have a plan. So now I'm going to go ahead and switch gears. So now, obviously, one of the things that I mentioned is when the world got introduced to Melissa Santos, it was in the world of Lucha Underground. But let's kind of start off a little bit about how this opportunity sort of came about for you. And, you know, now you're a force to be reckoned with when it comes to ring announcing. How has that felt for you to, you know, start off in this world of wrestling and really become uh, somebody that changed it? That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a heavy question. Um, so I started, um, wrestling actually training as a wrestler with wow. Um, women of wrestling before, um, this last, so they had rebooted, I think in 2001 and then, um, came back in 2006 or seven. I can't remember. And that's when I uh, had moved to LA. I used to work in finance and I got laid off. I was managing some offices and that's probably one of the best things that ever happened because I don't think I was going to ever. Yes, I can't see like, you in the world of finance. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, I don't feel, anytime I'd have clients, they were like, what? what? You're my financial planner. So I, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you were talking to over the phone. So that's what I, I used to do. And um, I made good money doing it. So it's really hard for me to decide. Um, that I was going to quit, but then I got laid off, and um, I got an agent, because I was always, I was always, you know, loved acting, dancing, singing, I was always a performance kid, and it was something that I was always doing kind of part-time, but it was hard to balance it with, like, my real life, so once I got laid off, I'm like, okay, well, let me just take my savings account, and uh, get closer to, you know, LA, I lived in Long Beach, but I wanted to live, like, in Studio City, closer to auditions and stuff, so I moved out there, then one of my first auditions, because uh, WOW cast, um, actors, right? In right. And stuff. So, um, so I got casted and I went in and then I, you know, took a bump and I was, I think that's the only time I've ever said like, wow, that was cool because it hurts. I don't even know what I was thinking, but, uh, I took a bump, um, and it was awesome. And then I continued wrestling and I continued training and we had a couple of shows and then they folded for a while. And then, you know, they're doing their thing now, but that's what opened the doors to the wrestling world for me. Um, so I started learning more and, you know, I just grew up watching WWE with my brothers and that's it. Like I didn't, um, I didn't know more than that. Uh, I was always like involuntarily put in to their wrestling matches and giving gimmick names. And I, I grew up with three brothers. So, I mean, that's the only wrestling I knew. And I always thought, well, well, you know, it's, it's, uh, 
it's um you know you always get oh it's fake it shouldn't hurt that much okay like, You're like yeah try taking a bump yourself check, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah it was a reality check and it was one of the coolest things I probably ever did and because I, I continued doing it and then continued working continued uh you know kind of just studying wrestling and then I got a phone call again from my agent that it was a new show um looking for a ring announcer but they wanted her to also be able to take like bumps and speak Spanish. And so I'm like, okay, well I'll go in there. And I thought it was, you remember that show Lucha Libre USA? It was on God, USA Network. It was, it was, I thought that's what it was because it, they had a, a working title name. So it didn't, it wasn't called Lucha Underground, at least not to the people auditioning. We didn't know what it was called. Right. And so I went in there, I auditioned and had no idea what I was doing. I had done hosting jobs before, like I, follow a teleprompter I was like trained in that but this was and it's so different I 100% probably sucked (laughs) but I was like I don't even remember I don't even want to see the audition I could contact the casting director and see if he has it somewhere on tape but I'm sure it sucked didn't know what I was doing and I remember oh I now remember I had to um ring announce Johnny Johnny Mundo they already knew that that was gonna be his name and so his well his gimmick last name and so I remember auditioning announcing Johnny Mundo and that was my audition and they made me do it in Spanish and then they made me come back two more times I was like why are you kind of for the first time and then they got got a call back and then I went back two days later um and then uh auditioned again and I think um it was Tony that was there or or Eric I'm not sure but was it Tony it was one of them I don't remember because I came back so many times and then the third time I know that um uh, Krista Joseph was there, uh, Tony was there, and um, Eric was there. Uh, and so I was like, okay, well, then I turned and I looked at them and they interviewed me about just wrestling and just talked to me. So that interview, it was more of an interview within our audition. And then I asked them, like, so you guys are, this is real life. I can't even believe I said that. I was like, I fucked up. Why did I ask them that? Um, I'm like, so you guys have me coming back here. This is the third time. Um, you guys must really like me. So what is it going to take for me to get hired? Because I don't wow, think Wow, that takes courage to ask that. What was I thinking? I don't know why that came out of my mouth. I get in trouble with my mouth sometimes, but that, that worked, I guess. And I'm like, because what do you guys need in order for me to get hired? Because I don't think there's going to be anyone better for the job. So but I think that showed that you had something more. You weren't just going to be this basic girl coming in. I want to be famous. Let me ring announce for you. But no, it showed that you were passionate about it. I liked, I liked wrestling. I fell in love with it and I wanted to do more of it. And I didn't feel like this, this was when they continued talking to me the second interview about what the project was going to be about because they didn't want to let out too much information. I was like, oh, this is special. This is different. Um, so, and it was. I wish it was still, you know, right. alive, but it was very different. And that, that I was very thankful for. So I'm very thankful for WOW and, and David McLean for giving me a chance. And, um, you know, Leilani Kai, who was, was my trainer. Um, I'm so thankful for her uh, taking my hair down and whipping me into a bump. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, that was, it was Selena, Selena Majors. Uh, thank you for throwing me out of the ring a million times. One time I got caught. It was great. Having bruises everywhere. I'm thankful for all of that because it allowed me to transition into what I'm doing now. And I still wrestled a little bit. Um, and then I did some in Lucha. It was so cool. So I'm thankful um, for all that. 
Everything leads you to something. So now, yeah. you know, you're talking about your story. And so I'm going to share with you a really quick story about like, you know, the impact that you've had on ring announcers. And the reason I say that was because my first time auditioning for a ring announcing job, the first thing that I was told was go and watch Melissa Santos, go and learn and see what Melissa Santos does. And I remember sitting down and going through all of, I think I was watching your reels and I was like, okay, I got to see what Melissa Santos does. But that's the thing though, that you did such a good job that people were trying to find somebody to you know emulate that yeah that's really cool that's yeah like, yeah you see then those are things that i mean i've never expected was you know it was ever going to be a thing and i'm thankful you know that people are inspired by that and, and will continue like yourself like continue ring announcing and um doing what makes you you know happy and if i can be an influence for that for you know, a little piece. I mean, I'm not going to take credit for your success. No, hey, I, hey, you I studied you and I'm sure lots of people are too. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fantastic. So that's I, awesome. Yeah. So, you know, what advice did you get when you went into the wrestling world? And, you know, obviously it was still fairly new. You hadn't been a ring announcer before. What advice did you get? A lot of advice from at first meant too many people, like too many cooks in the kitchen. Like everyone just like, hey, do this, do that. And so um, the first couple, and when I, so speaking in the, we're still talking about ring announcing. So wrestling, um, I stopped doing that. And the thing that I really um, focused on was ring announcing. And that was on, uh, I went from just, you know, doing wow and they didn't get picked up. And I'm not saying just wow, but they didn't continue with TV to like being on a pl platform that I wasn't so ready for. I went from auditioning two weeks into shooting a show. It was like that quick. So um, I wasn't really prepared. So the first couple of <laughs> tapes, I was like, oh my gosh, like it was, I was terrified because I wasn't sure what they wanted. And I don't think they knew what they wanted either. So I was getting advice like too many from too many people. And then I just decided I'm going to focus on listening to only um, a couple of people that I feel like would uh, guide me in the right direction. I'm one of those people were Stryker and Stryker has a great presence. He's great when he ring announces. He's just great at everything. Right. Just, just everything. Um, he speaks so eloquently. His diction is perfect. Those things um, that I felt were going to be really important in his presence. So I really, you know, uh, talked to him a lot. Um, if I had to watch people, I was watching Lillian. Um, I was watching um, uh, Finkel. Like, these are people that I felt had, like, and are, you know, he just passed away. So I feel like, you know, I had like a little bit of everything. I love Bruce Buffer. Um, these are just people that I'm like, okay, well, all right, well, they do it this way. I am just going to focus on like the basic stuff, which to me were really important were with diction and, uh, and making sure that there's energy behind the words that you're saying. And that's what I did. And then when I was, when I let go of everyone else giving me too much information, because everyone had this like, perfect idea of what, a ring announcer is supposed to sound like, um, I was able to just do me myself. So I just allowed the words to, I felt their announcements. If, if I know that sounds weird, but like, I don't know, like Pentagon. Pentagon was so just like, in, in the beginning of the show, we didn't know he's kind of a tweener, right? We weren't sure, is he gonna be a heel? I don't know until he started doing that heely things. And, and when he finally dragged me and I would never ring announced him the same again. Like, I'm not going to be nice. I'm not going to be yeah. cool. I'm going to be disturbed by you. So I always was in acting mode. And I think that's my theatrical side. So I thought about those things. 
and they came out in my ring announcing. And then I allowed myself to use my hands and I'm Latin, man. Like I talk a lot with my hands. <laughs> and so all those things and like, I incorporated my whole body and they let me do that. They never stopped me. And I would ask them, I'm like, Hey, was that fine? They're like, Oh no, no, just keep doing that. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna. And so they never stopped me. So well, I there think, you go. It ended up working out. You were yourself. Yeah. And they say the best yeah. people, the people that become stars, whatever it is, whatever it may be, that you become a star when you're yourself times 10. And that's yeah. obviously something that you did. Yeah, you took advice. And, you know, obviously everyone needs to take advice here and there. Absolutely, but at the yeah. end of the day, you got to be true to who you are and your style. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, everyone wanted to just help. But I feel like sometimes it's you know, any artist, I think you can take advice and you can learn techniques, but then you eventually have to translate it into something that is your own. And so when I finally stepped into my own space and it felt good, like I, I just knew it was what I was going to keep doing and I just let it keep happening. And so, I mean, I don't really have any like specific person that I idolized or anything like that. I just took you know, just like you, I would watch videos and stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I like that. I like that. And then I, I thought about those things. I also have dogs, by the way. I'm <laughs> um, I thought about those things and I just really embraced those things. And more than anything, I think if anyone wants to do anything in life, you just have to have the confidence to do it. So once you develop confidence, that just shows. And it's... It does. It comes through, honestly. Um, how would you say wrestling sort of changed your life? And, you know, obviously you have a passion for acting and all of what you mentioned. So how did that sort of change your life, change the course of your career? Um, I'm more in wrestling than I am in acting. And it doesn't translate perfectly well, actually. It's very... It's, it's not as easy as some people would think to just transition into that, even though that's where I started. I know that sounds weird, but that's where I started. Um, but what the one thing that I can say is that my performance training, my acting training, um, you know, singing and dancing and all, all that stuff really helped me uh, be confident and um, under, understand that, like, part of wrestling is that theatrical aspect and uh, I embraced that side. I really love the theatrics of wrestling. I, mean, I, uh, I love that. I love, I love over the top entrance gear and just, I, I just love that stuff. Like Marty, Marty scroll, like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So oh, cool. My favorites. Yeah, man. And then it's that kind of stuff that I felt like, Oh, I can beat the, I can be that too. Even though the ring announcer's job, Tommy dreamer told me once he's all, your job is the most, important unimportant job and I'm like thank you I don't know if I'm <laughs> you like is that an insult or not an I insult don't know. but you know when you really think about it it's true but you but you still can bring your own to it without making it about yourself because it really is we're out there and we're in and we're there for the wrestlers we want to make them sound good but if you're confident and you and your you yourself have I don't know that confidence in what you're saying and how you're standing and all that it's going to make people excited for who's coming out, it's, especially right. when someone that may be new, right? People don't know them as well. You want to pump them. You want people to be excited. So how do you do that? You have to be excited. Yeah. So a lot of times I think that's important. You know, I think you have to be that. And it doesn't mean you have to keep talking the whole time on the mic or, or just, you don't have to know, just do a simple, I'm simple announcement, but just make it just make it sound so good make people go who the heck is that coming out like i read that person must be amazing and i think that's your job
to make them just make them a big deal. And it's, it's, you know, I, that's what I always tell people. Like that's the most important job. You know, that's and, really cool. Did you ever have like any embarrassing moments ring announcing or like maybe like anything that happened to you or you're like, oh man, like this is embarrassing. Keep it going. <laughs> um, Jesus, I can't. Okay. Well, I mean, with their Lucha Underground, you, uh, you have your, you memorize your, your announcement. So you can't have anything in your hand. And sometimes you're having like a long day. You're shooting like five episodes and it's a lot. Um, and so, and I'm changing, I'm changing in between each episode. Um, so never had a, never I, did I have a wardrobe malfunction, thank God. Cause a lot of times I was getting dressed and someone's dressing me. Like that's how quick I had to go dress and then wardrobe and I'm standing there. So thank God it was never anything like that. Um, but just forgetting my, like what the hell I was doing while well, there's a room, like a studio audience camera. <laughs> The camera's red, and they're like, "Okay, and action, go!" And I'm like, "You're like, Fuck. what am I supposed to be saying? Like, go, Fuck. like, go!" Announce someone that is not really coming out, and then there, someone else came down, and I'm like, "Shit, that's fucking episode three, shit!" Like, and you, and that's where you're at, you know? Right. Like, mentally, you're numb. Um, but it didn't happen too often. Um, I didn't. I don't have like embarrassing. I do have. Uh, I think I, I almost died. Okay, so Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was I like, that's, that's just, that's I crazy. That's not even embarrassing. That's just crazy. So that's why I'm like trying to think. It wasn't embarrassing. I've never had embarrassing. Yeah. My, the audiences are always the best. Like people just treat me. They were so nice. I've never had mean. Um, I never. Roderick Strong threw a microphone in my mouth once at PWG. Like I was. Was that the time you almost died? He had my fucking tooth. No, no, no. But okay, so let's go to the die thing. So um, I was in Pakistan doing a tour. Um, there's a French a French promotion that was putting that put on a show for a week in Pakistan. I was out there with Johnny too, Laquasto. Um, yeah, it's, it was great. It's fun, beautiful country. Um, but they they were super extra when it came to fireworks, and I don't think they knew. Not I think I know they didn't know what they were doing. So. <laughs> They start, I don't know who I announced. I think it was, it doesn't matter. So check this out. So I, I do my announcement. Fireworks start flying in the air. I had no idea they even had fireworks until that moment. It was our first show. And one of the fireworks that they threw, and this is like legit fireworks, like 4th of July, somehow gets caught in some netting that was like a low-hanging net. I don't know what that was doing there. And the firework came flying back down, landed right next to me. Like, and I didn't know. Yeah, I was like, wait, what's that? And boom, it fucking falls right next oh to me. I'm God. like, did it touch you at all? Like your skin or anything? Nothing. Dude, oh, thank if God. I over, if I was just like, maybe a step to my left, I would have gotten burned and pretty bad. And I was covered, right? So in Pakistan, you have to, uh, did I have headdress? No, you don't need to have headdress, but you have, your shoulders can't be showing. You cannot be showing anything as a woman. And so you adhere to that. And so you want to respect the country also. Right. So I were covered. Actually, you feel weird if you don't do it because nobody else is doing it. So you're right. like, oh, I got to do it. So I was covered up. So I was thinking, man, if I lit on fire, I was really going to catch on fire because I had full clothes on. I didn't have. You didn't even know, know if your clothes was flammable or not. Yeah, like you don't, don't, you don't think about that. And I was wearing like their, um, I was wearing like a Pakistani kind of outfit on top. And so it's pretty. Yeah, I was pretty scary. And I turned to Laquasto and he was like, fuck, like that's what came out of his mouth. And I'm like, 
bro, like, I think I just, oh God, I just I almost died. People, freaking are, people are freaking out and they're pulling me to the side and they're cleaning it up and it burned a hole in the mat. I was like, what is happening? So, that is so scary. Like almost, and especially having that happen in a country that isn't even your home. That could be- Where am I going to go? The hospital? I don't even know where I would even <laughs> think I need. I'm sure they have one, but you know, yeah. we're talking about a country that is, um, you know, it's, impoverished too so I don't even know where and we were in the middle of a town somewhere in the middle of nowhere oh yeah a lot of those a lot of my thoughts oh and also and Carlito can tell you that apparently so some of the fireworks fell in the, the locker room which was basically a tent and it burnt a hole through the tent and fell to where, where the wrestlers were at too and it know it was on fire Wow. Yeah. Well, I was wondering that when you said that it got stuck in the netting and then bounced back, I was like, it could yeah. have set that netting on fire. It did, it did set the netting on fire and it fell on top of the, the, the locker room where oh the guys God. were at. Yeah. yeah. God. Okay. Well, I hope now they don't do any more fireworks in that so, building. I'm like, you guys are not doing fireworks on it. We did two shows. And I'm like, please no more fireworks because you guys are not going to have like commentators or ring announcers because we're out there when the fireworks hit first before, before the wrestlers even come out, yeah. you know, that they do like a pre-show kind of thing it was yeah, yeah. oh my god so but now Dan, I, I love you guys if you're watching <laughs> right now and I, I love you guys if that was sketch <laughs> hey it's a memory you can tell tell your kids etc it's always going to be a fun story to tell yeah. so now there aren't many latinas in american wrestling how does it feel to be one of the women that's out there representing all of us um i i love it i i think you know, and I love, I love my culture. I'm all about the culture. So I think, I think there's the, and not, not, not just the fact that I'm a Latina, but even just a woman, right? There, it's a male dominated industry. So I feel very proud to just, you know, be out there and whether it's, you know, an indie show or on impact or it doesn't matter. Like I, I love it. I, and I, and I'm always repping it and I try, and I try to throw in Spanish whenever I can, you know, Hey guys, and I'll, I'll, I'll speak, I'll, I'll, bounce back and forth from Spanish to English. I don't care if I'm in, if I'm in Australia. I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't matter where I'm at, I'm going to do it. And uh, because it's just part of who I am. So I'm just like myself and part of who I am is embracing my culture. Like, girl, I'm wearing tiny hoops right now, but that's like, <laughs> yeah. like I hoops for days. I, I, am, I, I embrace that side of, of who I am. Very That's much. wonderful. And I'm glad that you mentioned the part about, uh, you know, being in a male dominated industry. Was there ever a struggle for you where, you know, you're going in here, you're one of the few women you're trying to fit in. Um, was there any sort of struggle at any sort of, a sort of point for you? You know what? No, people, people were always really nice. I've been really lucky. Um, and I think things have changed so much. I feel though, I feel that sometimes men can be you know, and I don't have a specific person that I can think of. I don't, I mean, I've always, like I said, people have always been nice, but sometimes you feel tension, especially when you're going to a promotion that is not yours and you're just uh, a special guest and you're, you know, going in there and re-announcing a show that usually belongs to the announcer that's there. I feel like most, sometimes I, you know, would get a male announcer kind of like, hmm, why are you here? Yeah. Probably just because you're a girl and you're pretty. Oh my gosh, I hear that, you know that all feeling? the time. Like you're just, oh, well, you're a girl. That's yeah. why. Like they want eye I've candy. had I'm guys like, come up to me and tell me that. I'm, doing. It's, I'm not just eye candy. Like I can announce. And so and people that maybe weren't familiar with Lucha Underground and I'd come in and I'd announce and they're like, oh, oh, she's not just, she does everything. And I love entertaining. So the whole time I'm, I like the dog. So I'm talking and I'm entertaining and I'm, 
you know, pumping people up. Like, I just, I think it's all part of it, you know, exactly. and I'll don't do that. You're like, the men can't have all the jobs. Okay. And I'm just not a pretty face out here. No, they have like 90% of the jobs, yes. you know, so the fact that we can be out there and, you know, representing not only Latin culture, but just women culture, man, like just out there doing stuff that, um, a normal woman wouldn't be doing every single day. And just like the normal woman in general, like when I talk to people who are in the wrestling industry, they're like, you're in wrestling? Oh my gosh. Like, crazy. <laughs> especially women, aren't you scared? I'm like, no. And I think we need women to be doing these things at, because it, it shows that we can do everything. And I know people know that, but I feel like people forget and we need to have a constant flow of females and minorities doing cool shit. So. Exactly. Exactly. So now earlier you mentioned that, you know, you still have some projects that you're working on. Obviously right now things are on hold, but what are some of the projects that you have coming out or maybe that you're working on or can't wait to get back to working on? I know. Um, I'm still auditioning, um, but there, there aren't any auditions because nobody is starting new projects. Um, and I think the film industry is going to suffer for a while because they have to push out, like there's no theaters open. It sucks, right? So projects are being pushed aside. In fact, I was about to shoot something the week of when we got quarantined. So that's pushed back. So those projects are still waiting. And so um, I'm, I'm excited to be doing those projects. I have two movies that I was going to be shooting. So I'm ex I was excited. I actually got Brian on one of the movies, so that's super neat. Oh, that's um, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he plays, well, he plays like this this fighter, really scary, like boss kind of type. End of the movie, got to beat that guy, kind of. Just yeah. Scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super like skinhead, crazy white guy, kind of scary <laughs> so, with tattoos and stuff. So I'm excited for him for us to do that project. So there's that project. Um, you know, like I said, I keep auditioning. Um, and I'm working on my brand too. So I, I love fitness. And I think that's something that I'm like, I gotta do. I always get people like, Hey, when are you going to do this? Why don't you do this? And I'm like, oh, okay, I want to, I have to, I'm just never able to because I'm always traveling. So, um, and I'm a mom, so that's a lot of work. So, um, but now I have uh, the ability to do that because I'm at home. And so, um, it's nice. I'm like creating, um, a fitness line basically. Oh my and so God, right now, that's really cool. I'm, like what does it entail? Um, we're gonna do leggings. Um, we're gonna start with oh, a, lot a fashion of line. Fashion that is so stuff. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So these leggings, we're going to do a lot of male uh, merchandise for men who work out and want to lift and stuff. And so I'm working on this logo that's been my biggest struggle because I don't want. I want it to be. Um, I don't want it to be too girly, right? So I want it to be kind of gender neutral. So right. logo wise. Um, but yeah, so we've been back and forth with that. But I think we have it figured out and just um, what it is that we're gonna basically sell and so I've been working on my brand and just pushing that stuff so it's been it's been it hasn't been horrible and um we're lucky that we're still signed to companies too so um we're still kind of, we're basically still working so we're, we're we're blessed you know that's this is why I feel um in my uh in in our personal everyday life it just we slowed down and yeah we took a hit but um I feel this is a good time to create. I think as artists, um, the artists, they've, many artists have lived Renaissance type periods. And I feel like this is one of those times where they get to be creative. And I feel like a lot of times the most beautiful art, the most beautiful, uh, the most beautiful projects, whatever it is that you do come from a time that you had to kind of sit still and maybe, you know, you 
come from a place of pain sometimes. I'm not saying we're all suffering, but there is suffrage. And I, I think beautiful things can come from that if we kind of um, reroute how we're dealing with a situation. Right, exactly, like rewire our thoughts. Yeah, rewire ourselves, just find find some beauty in what it is that we're going through right now. So in this time of standstill, I've been just trying to be more creative. It's nuts. And I'm really excited that you mentioned that you're doing this fashion brand because you've been known, I'm sorry, this fashion brand for fitness because you've been known for, you know, you know, all your workouts. And I mean, I see all your posts on Instagram and I'm like, mm-hmm. man, she is killing it. And mm-hmm. so with that, like you, you, you're, I want to talk about the fact that you, um, I know on your bio, you said that you're doing a future Dr. Santos with a kinesiology oh, major. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Oh, I had to stop school last semester only because baby. So there was, yeah, I know it's, it, that was before we put her in daycare. So I am starting, I am studying kinesiology. So I don't know how far I'm going to get. Um, I wanted to continue. I wanted to just get my PhD in it. Um, but I decided I'm going to leave that there though, because that's still, it could be a possibility. I'm not Yes. Um, because manifest. I, yeah, yeah, 100%. You have to manifest it. Um, I just have to take things slower because they, having a child slows you down. It doesn't stop you. They're a motivator. It just, it slows, uh, it slows you down. My daughter's eating dog food right now. So this is the kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it's organic. But she thinks she's a dog because she only has um, dog sisters. So I think we're going to have to give her a baby sister or brother because uh, she's confused right now. She's confused right now. But she's like, what am I? What am I? No, seriously. But yeah, it's the thing is, you know, when you have a kid, things kind of shift, but I'm still right now actually was just working on figuring out what classes are, how I'm going to do this when we get back to school um, and hopefully, hopefully daycare again, because she needs to be in daycare so I can audition, finish school and do all right. that. Because I'm, I'm definitely finishing. I love kinesiology, which is the study. It's basically anatomy, but through physical um, through exercise, right. through rehab. And so it's, it's cool. I, I'm obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with the human body, with anatomy, with the science of just athletes. They blow my mind. Athletes, especially, I would love to work with them. Um, I could work possibly in a healthcare kind of setting, maybe doing, um, uh, just like consultations. Cause I still want to be able to control my schedule. So we'll see. Yeah. I just love it. I'm always trying to learn something new and that's something that I knew I was going to love and I'm obsessed. So that's awesome. More power to you. I'm excited to see everything that you do. So our interview portion of our interview is done, but before we go, I like to play a lightning round game with all of my guests where I ask you 10 really fast questions and you answer as fast as you can. It's a fun way for the viewers to get to know uh, you a little bit more. So are you ready? (laughs) It's now time for lightning round with Melissa Santos. Here we go. Okay. Question one, what are your go-to music artists to listen to while you're working out? While I'm working out, I like Mark Anthony. Love Mark Anthony. I love Lady Gaga. Um, some ludicrous throwback stuff. DMX because he goes hard. Um, I don't know. Just any salsa. I love Latin music. So. Question number two, what's your favorite snack or meal to indulge with on a treat day? On a treat day? Oh on my a cheat God. day. Sorry, cheat day. I don't know. Like... I don't know, buffet. <laughs> <laughs> all of it, all of it. <laughs> all of food, like a sushi buffet so I can eat everything. 
<laughs> Question yeah. number three. What's your favorite thing about living in Los Angeles? Um, the culture. Question number four. What's your all-time favorite movie? That Brothers. <laughs> Question number five. If you could act alongside anyone, who would it be? Will Smith. Oh, he's so funny. Question yeah, he's always, and he's always acting with Latina, so I feel like I have a chance. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Question number six. What's the best part of being a mom? My heart grew like times a hundred. So I have more love in my heart because of her. Question number seven. Where's your favorite place to go to on a date night? On a date night. Oh my gosh. Anywhere with like a view. I would say, um, moon shadow in uh, Malibu is, is an awesome place. Mm, never been there. Yeah, what, nice. Question yeah. number eight. Where would you say is your dream vacation destination? Bali. I need to go there. Question number nine. What's the last thing you watched on TV? <laughs> Tiger King. That shows <laughs> a lot. It's, it's wild. So, oh my gosh, it's a lot. Unbelievable. What? It's like a show. Like it's, yeah. it's like a gimmick. Like I'm like, these people are not real life. This You're like, this has to be scripted, right? It has to be scripted. Like these people are just incredible characters. Like this is not real life. <laughs> and last question, question number 10. If you could pick one word to describe yourself, what would that word be? Oh, man. I don't know. This one's hard. I have a lot of words. You can oh, do a lot of words. You don't have to pick um, one. I don't know. One word to... Um, uh, I don't know. Loca? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Just, 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 uh, just like perpetually always moving. I don't know. I I've love that. Yeah. I love that. I'll take that as an answer. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do this interview with me. It was really fun to get your insight on everything. Before we go, where can people find you on social media? Um, Twitter, it's Mel Santos. And I could be wrong because I switched my Twitter handle. Um, but you can also Google my name and a lot of my stuff just comes up. But Melissa Santos Official for IG. Hi, Mama. Uh, Melissa Santos Official Instagram, and then also my Facebook, Melissa Santos Official. Um, yeah, and I come up. So Awesome. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you to Melissa Santos. Guys, if you like this interview, please give it a like, subscribe to the channel, and come back for more interviews. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.